Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Howdy, how are you out there in live stream land? Uh, I get the privilege again of sharing God's word with you today. And I want to invite you as usual You can follow along the message outlined through your Bible app. Just find Encounter Church on the events there. Or if you prefer prefer a printed outline, we have some available there um, in the back. As we continue through 2023, we're trucking through Christology. Come on, somebody. In Revelation 1-8, Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. In Apocalipsis 1-8, Jesus dice... Yo soy el alfa y la omega, el principio y el fin. And because the Lord Jesus is the beginning and the end, as we read through the Bible together this year, we have been and we are finding Jesus from cover to cover. Estamos eso. Now, you know that that's the reason we've been doing Christology. We chose this theme this year because the whole purpose of the Bible is to find, to know Jesus, right? And we can find him from Genesis to Revelation and everything in between. And we started the first whole half of the year sequentially through the Old Testament. We went literally in order through the Old Testament, finding Jesus and all the different Old Testament stories. As I, as I told you, for the summer, we've kind of been taking a break from that sequence in the Old Testament. And in just a few weeks, we're going to come back to that sequence. Now we're going to come to the kings and the prophets. And the rest of the year, we'll finish out the Old Testament, finding and linking Jesus in the Old and the New Testament. Has anybody been blessed by that, learning about Jesus from the Old and the New? Well, we're going to come back to that in a few weeks. But today, I want to laser focus on something. I want to give you today the word that the Holy Spirit used, that he spoke to me and used to lead me to choose Christology as our 2023 theme. Okay, Uh, maybe you know this, maybe you don't know, but about the latter third of every year, I begin to ask the Lord, what are you going to speak to us next year? Every year. And typically about late summer, I get a vision, I get a, a revelation of what our theme is going to be for next year. And it always comes from a Bible verse. It always comes from something I've read in the word that has just really stuck out again and again and again. Last year, last, uh, the end of last summer, it was Christology. And today I'm going to give you that word that we could say, this is the why of Christology. You want to hear it? Good. Cause you're going to. Over the summer, we learned about the three T's and the three P's, right? Anybody remember the three T's? Testing, trials, tests, trials, and temptations, right? And we learned the three P's of temptation, which are... Pleasure, pretties, and pride, right? You want to go back and listen to those? We learned a lot about tests, trials, and temptations and how to overcome. 
And uh, we've had the three T's and the three P's, and today you're going to have the three C's. All right, are we ready for the three C's? Question. Have you ever tried to cook something? (laughs) I mean, that's a question right there. Have you ever tried to cook something, but you're just missing one ingredient? I mean, anybody ever had a recipe and you're like, I have everything but that one. You ever try to cook it anyway? How'd it turn out? (laughs) Eh. Sometimes it can be, eh, affect the taste a little bit. Sometimes it can completely ruin what it was. I mean, imagine you're trying to bake a cake and you got the eggs, the flour, the baking soda, the milk and the water, but you don't have any sugar. Are you going to have a cake? You're going to have some bread. That's all you're going to have. Okay. That is not going to be a cake. Cakes need sugar. Hello. How about this? Have you ever tried to play a team sport? with one of the team members missing? Ever tried to play a game like, imagine this afternoon, right after church, the Braves are gonna play. Imagine if the first baseman was missing. Eight players, I mean, a baseball team takes nine, right? I mean, they've got eight. But the first baseman didn't show up today. They're gonna have a hard time getting those outs, right? And in our case, and a lot of home runs. Yes, with our first baseman. Very good. Some of you got that. I want to tell you, so importantly, when it comes to the three C's, you're going to need all three. One or two without the other, is it going to fully work? Come on, say three C's. All right, for that, let's go. To Matthew 16. Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi and he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they say, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And Jesus said to them, But who do you say I am? I want you to turn to somebody and say, What about you? Look, the world, and I'm sure many people in your life believe a lot of things about Jesus. We have the testimony of today of of Daniel. I don't know everything he thought about Jesus until about a couple months ago. We've all probably grown up with different ideas about Jesus. And if you go ask 100 people, you're probably going to get at least 50 different opinions. Okay? And God forbid, turn on the TV to find out about Jesus. Sometimes listening to a bunch of preachers and you won't necessarily find out what you need to know about Jesus. And Jesus was like, it's okay what other people say, but what do you say? Who do you say I am? Simon Peter replied, all right, you are the Christ. Bet you can guess what the first C is. You are the Christ, which means the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who's in heaven. You didn't get this just from yourself or from other people. You got this from heaven. Okay? And I tell you, you are, his name was Simon, but Jesus nicknamed him Peter. 
which actually means, it's like his nickname is Rock or Rocky, okay? And on this rock, I'll build my church. I'll build my what? There's the second C. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And how was Jesus going to be killed? The cross, right? And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. The man who just called him the Lord started rebuking him. You know why? He didn't like what Jesus said. He liked everything until now. (laughs) Until it went against what he wanted. Far be it from you, Lord. I mean, he's still calling him Lord and telling him what to do. This shall never happen to you. But Jesus turned to Peter and said, get out of here, Satan. He called him what? (laughs) Imagine Jesus calling you the devil. This was one of the 12 disciples getting called devil. Not just any devil, Satan. (laughs) You're a hindrance to me. I don't want to be told that by the Lord. You're not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. You don't want what God wants. You want what you want. Then Jesus told his disciples, if you, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, there's the third C, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Come on, say, Christ, church, cross. All right, let's do it again. Christ, church, cross. Very good. The three C's. Here is the main point today. I'm going to give you just just this one thing here, and then I'm going to break it down. Is that okay? Ready? We can have this on the screen. A proper Christology, or let's today say Christology, okay? A proper Christology gives birth to the church. And the job of the church is to represent the cross. Can we read this together? Let's read it. A proper Christology gives birth to the church and the job of the church is to represent the cross. I don't know what you thought the job of the church was because a lot of people in church think their job is a lot of things. To fix the world, to prove who's right. But the job of the church is to represent the cross, but we ain't got no church without the cross and we definitely don't have a church without Christ. Okay? We have to know who Christ is to even be the church and only then can we carry the cross. All right. 
Can I break it down for you? Number one, come on, say Christ. Peter said, you are the Christ, which means the son of the living God. In other words, he said, Peter literally said, this is what he meant. You are God in the flesh. Jesus, other people say all this about you, but I see who you really are. You are God in the flesh. You are the image of God in a human being. You are God among us. One of Jesus' names, remember, Emmanuel, the Christ, God with us. This revelation is the rock. Some people say Peter was the rock. No, rock, rock or Rocky was just his nickname, okay? The rock is Christ. The rock is the revelation of Christ. Jesus didn't build the church on Peter. If he would have built the church on Peter, it would have been pretty shaky because this wasn't the last time Peter did and said some things, right? Okay. The revelation of Jesus as the Christ is our sure foundation. It is our rock. It is that secure, strong foundation upon which we can stand and it is unshakable. Everything in this world is shakable, but Christ is unshakable. He's the solid rock upon which we stand. Everything else is all of the ground, sinking sand. That's right. Christ is our solid rock. Jesus, the Christ, is an unshakable truth. And nowadays, it seems like all truth is being shaken, right? I mean, everybody's got their own truth or their own version of the truth. But the reality is there's one truth and his name is Jesus. And his truth is unshakable. If you'll, if you'll build your life on him, you're building your life on a rock that is secure, that is solid. The revelation of Jesus is, as the Christ, is our sure foundation. And this is important. Only God can reveal him to you like that. People try to discover who Jesus is on their own, but to truly know who Jesus is, Jesus told Peter, oh, that came from heaven. That didn't come from you. That didn't come from this world. That came from heaven. Could you pray that? Father, reveal Jesus to me. It can only come from heaven. Now, you can get to know him through reading the Bible. You can get to know him through, 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 through other disciples, Right? To truly know Jesus as the Christ for who he really is, you've got to get that from God. It's not a religion. It's not an idea. It's not a theory. It's not a philosophy. It is a supernatural revelation that can only come by the Spirit of God into you. You can only be born again if the Holy Spirit does it. Again, I keep going back to Daniel. He came in a month or so ago and something started changing on the inside of him. He didn't get that from anybody else. He got that from heaven. And it began to change his life. I remember, I remember when 
I had heard about Jesus all my childhood, but one day I knew who he was for myself. And it didn't come from anybody else. It came from him. He wants to reveal himself to you. Would you pray it one more time? Jesus, reveal yourself to me. This revelation of Jesus Christ or Jesus as the Christ or Jesus as the Lord, a.k.a. nobody else is the Lord. He's the Lord. That's why it was so controversial to say Jesus Christ is Lord because in that culture, the king was the Lord. Caesar was the Lord. Okay? In our culture today, a lot of people and things exalt themselves as God, as the Lord. So when we say Jesus Christ is Lord, it's a confrontation to the whole realm of darkness in the world. And this revelation, get this, the revelation, the understanding of Jesus as the Lord is the object of the devil's attack. Look at the world. If there's one thing Satan is after, it's after this revelation right here. For people not to see and know and recognize Jesus as the Christ. Because the devil knows that when people know who he really is, he's lost them. We call this the spirit of antichrist, which the Bible says is at work among us. Anytime, anything you see convincing people of anything else about Jesus other than he is the Lord, he is the Christ, that's the antichrist spirit. This revelation is the one thing the devil is after. And look at me, it's the one thing you better not let him take from you. Because if the devil can take your revelation of Jesus as the Christ, Jesus as the Lord, he's got you back again. He's got you off that solid rock. He's got you shaky. Come on, say, Jesus is the Christ. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Why does the devil try to take that from us? I'll tell you why. Because if we know Jesus as Christ, as Lord, we can walk in spiritual authority over him. We already learned with the three T's and the three P's that Jesus came to recover the authority we gave, gave to the devil through our sin. And when we come to Christ, we get our authority. And when we know this, when we know who Jesus really is, we can live in spiritual authority. Jesus said that through prayer, we can loose and bind things. Literally, he said, whatever we loose, what, what happens in heaven? It gets loosed. Now, not heaven far away, somewhere. No, no, no. In God's realm, in the spirit. Literally, you and I, when we have the revelation, we walk in the revelation of Jesus as Christ, we are a connection between earth and heaven, between God's realm and our realm. And literally, it says that we can loose and we can bind things. Now, bind means, or let me, let me start with loose. Loose simply means to allow. And bind means to disallow. Did you know if you walk in the revelation of Jesus Christ as Lord, you can allow and disallow things in the earth through your prayers? Did you know your prayers could be that powerful? A lot of times they're not because we don't know it. 
We don't understand the authority we walk in. It's not our authority. The authority we walk in is the authority of Jesus Christ as Lord. He's above all, over all. He is the king. And when we pray with that understanding, we can allow and disallow things through our prayers in the world. I want to urge you. I want to encourage you. You can pray that way. You can pray with that type of confidence. Amen. Only if we know Christ for who he really is, can we overcome Satan. What did Jesus say about those who know this? He called us the church. We're about to get to that, right? But he said that what won't prevail? The gates of hell. You can overcome the enemy. But you can only overcome him if you walk in the revelation of Jesus Christ as Lord. If he's your Lord. And this revelation of Jesus as the Christ, so important, brings us together. We're all so different, y'all. Even in this small room, There are so many differences. <laughs> but one thing brings us together. We don't all have the same opinions about everything. I can assure you of that. We don't all dress the same. We don't all look the same. We don't all talk the same. We don't all like the same things. But there's one thing that brings us together. And together with Everyone else in the entire world that knows this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Those of us who know Jesus as the Christ come together and we are called the church. Number two, Christ, church. Jesus said on this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So a proper Christology a proper revelation of Jesus as the Christ actually makes us the church. It gives us birth as the church. Does anyone know what the word church is in the New Testament? Remember the New Testament is in Greek. Anybody know it? Ecclesia. Say ecclesia. And if you know Spanish or, or Latin words, you know iglesia. It sounds like ecclesia, right? Anybody know what ecclesia means? Ah, church. Yeah, but what does it mean? See, we know stuff, but we don't really know. This ain't the church. A denomination isn't the church. An institution isn't the church. A certain set of correct doctrines is not the church you know what church means if you look at the notes you'll cheat and find out ecclesia means called out called out On this rock, on the rock of the revelation of me, of Jesus as the Christ, I'm calling you out. 
out of what? The kingdom of darkness out of the world. Called into the kingdom of light. Another scripture says later that we've been translated or transmitted from one kingdom to the next, from darkness to light. When we know Jesus as the Christ, when Jesus Christ becomes our Lord, when we turn away from sin and we turn our hearts to him and we make Jesus Christ our Lord, we're brought out of the world. We're brought out of darkness. We're called out. And Jesus, the first thing he told us, th those who were going to end up following him was, come. He was calling them out, right? From where they were into a new life into a new reality. Come on, say, I'm the church. I'm called out. Now, this is not just referring to a local church, but the church worldwide. Again, the true church is not a building. The true church is not one denomination or the other. The true church is not a group of people that just believes the right stuff. We know the devil also believes the right stuff. Hello? It's not just a group of people who have all the right beliefs. The true church consists of all those who have been called out and set apart because of the first C, Christ, the revelation of Jesus as the Christ. And all over the world, there are billions of us. We form a worldwide family, the world's largest family, the family of Abraham. What did God promise Abraham through your seed, through your descendant? All the nations of the world will be blessed and you'll be a father, the father of multitudes. We're now that family through his descendant, Jesus the Christ. And what is our family called? We're called the church. Come on, turn to somebody next to you. Turn to your right and say, you're the church. Turn to your left and say, and you're the church. Turn behind you and say, you're the church too. Turn to somebody in front of you and tap them on the back and say, hey, you're the church. And the enemy, the devil, the Antichrist doesn't just resist the revelation of Christ. The Antichrist resists the church. The spirit of Antichrist resists the church. Why? Because of our purpose. Our purpose is now as his family, as those called out, our purpose is now to enforce the kingdom, to enforce the lordship of Christ in the earth as in heaven. And the devil, he don't like it. The devil doesn't want you to be the church. Newsflash, Satan doesn't want you in church. You want to give the devil a run for his money? You better be in church. You want to be open season? Try to be the church on your own. The church is the assembly of those called out. Now, are you the church when you're by yourself? No, you're just a stone. You're just a brick. 
We're only the church together. Oh, where do I get that? The Bible, read it. We're being built together as a dwelling place for him on earth. And we're each a living stone. We're living bricks that build the temple. You find a pile of bricks out there on the side of the road. Is that a house? When is it a house? When it's put together. No, ma'am, no, sir, on your own loner, lone ranger, you're not the church. You're a part of the church, but you're only the church when you're together. Now, we done did this one time. I want you to do it again. Turn to somebody and say, I need you. And you need me. The enemy resists the united church. The enemy resists those who are called out and come together for the purpose of the kingdom. He tries to resist us. The good thing is we have the power to stand against him. The good thing is we have the promise from Jesus that although the gates of hell will come against us, it will not prevail. We got to know Christ, but we also got to stay together as the church. One C without the other one ain't going to jive. Now, the Bible calls Satan the Lord of this world or the God of this world. So when you make Jesus your Lord, you are in absolute resistance to him. And he resists us so bad because we are contagious. Because Jesus' plan and commission is for the church to grow and expand until every tribe, every ethnos, every people group on earth hear the good news and have the opportunity to also become part of the family, the church. And the devil doesn't like that, so he resists us, and he resists us because the full definition of ecclesia, you better write this one down, means called out and sent back. Called out, but sent back. Apostle, disciple. When Jesus gave the great commission to his disciples, what did he tell them? Go and make disciples. Go and grow my family. Now, Jesus builds the church when we do that. And the devil would love to keep the church at bay. I want you to confess this right now. I am called out of the world and sent back into the world to bring the kingdom. That's what it means to be the church. When we're together, the called out ones come together. We're the family, we're the church, we're the assembly of the saints, the Bible says. But at the same time, the church has been scattered throughout the globe 
and in our case, throughout our community, throughout our city, to bring more and more people into the church. Come on one more time, say, I'm called out and sent back to call other people out. Amen? Are you the church? Are you committed to the church? Have you made Jesus Christ your Lord? Have you committed to his family, the church? Good. If not, you should. And this revelation of Jesus as the Christ, this revelation of Jesus as the Christ, which brings us into this relationship called the church. Let me say that again. The revelation of Jesus as the Christ, which saves us, right? Which calls us out, brings us into this revel, uh, rev, relationship, sorry, called the church, enables us for our purpose, which is to be carriers of the third C, the cross. Come on, say Christ, Christ. Church, church, cross. After Peter said, I don't like what you want to do, Jesus, I, I would rather it be a different way. Jesus calls him Satan. He, he gives a very uh, sobering statement. And I, I want us to understand who he's talking to. He's not talking to just anyone. He's talking to people who are already following him. Look, he's talking to people who are already his followers. And then he tells them, if you want to be my follower. In other words, you want to keep on following me? I know you're already following me. And I know you already believe the right thing about me. And you're following me together, right? Christ, church. But if you want to keep following me, the cross. The cross. And not just the crucifixion of Christ. He says, if you want to keep following me, you have to take up your cross and follow me. You have to take up the cross. What does this mean? It's a life of submission and obedience to Jesus which means he's your Lord. Look, if you are not living your life, if I'm not living my life submitted to him in an obedience to him, he's not my Lord. He might be my religion, but he's not my Lord. Lordship means obedience. Lordship is submission. We can't call him our Lord and then do whatever we want. We can't call him our Lord and just keep doing things our own way. I mean, Jesus was pretty, 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 pretty blunt about that too. He said, people are going to come to me in the kingdom one day and say, Lord, Lord. And when, it, when in Bible language, when something is repeated two or three times, it means they shout it. Lord. We, we taught people about you and we healed people. And Jesus said, I don't know you <laughs> because you practice lawlessness. What does that mean? You do your own thing instead of doing what I say. And you know what it says about those people? It says they'll be cast into outer darkness. I, I don't want to go there. <laughs> 
I want to be in the kingdom with him. I want to rule and reign forevermore in the new heavens and the new earth with Jesus. I want to have eternal life with him. Lordship is submission and obedience. To take up our cross is a life of saying, not my way, but your way. I'm willing, Jesus, to lose my life so I can find real life. I'm willing to let go of what I think to do what you think. To carry the cross, but it gets even more powerful, y'all. This is the deal. Satan's goal (laughs) is for us to go our way. That really is what he wants us to do. I mean, that's what he got Eve to do and Adam, right? To do their own thing instead of God's thing. Satan's goal is for us to go our way. That's what Peter was up to. And that's why Jesus called him Satan. I love Jesus. Notice this. Peter rebuked Jesus, but Jesus didn't rebuke Peter. He didn't rebuke Peter. He rebuked the devil. (laughs) He said, this thing that you're doing, this isn't even you. This is Satan. (laughs) This is him talking. That stuff you're saying, that's the devil. (laughs) You ever had something the devil put in your mouth come out? I sure have. Satan's goal is for us to go our own way. To pull a Peter. (laughs) Instead of the way of the cross, if I insist on my own way rather than submitting and obeying God, I'm actually harmonizing with Satan. And rather than being a force against darkness, I'm just adding to the darkness, even with the name Jesus on my lips. Mm-mm-mm. You ever done it? Mm-hmm. I have. I don't want to. I don't want Jesus to turn to me and say, you're a hindrance to me. Fall in line. <laughs> now, this is very important to understand. Jesus rebuked Satan, but he told Peter to fall in line. He was doing like a combo communication thing here. He was telling the devil to get out of the way, but he was inviting Peter to fall in line behind him. Keep on following me, Peter. Don't let this be your end. Keep on following me. Take up your cross. Go my way, not your way. That's how this works. You ever had to have the Lord tell you, just sit, sit down for just a second. All right. Let me explain something to you. This is how it works. I'm the Lord. You're not. Now, if you want to be your own Lord, I'll let you be. But I invite you into something way better. Fall in line, buddy. Follow me. Let go of your own way and your own opinions and the way you think things ought to be and go my way instead. And Jesus said, that's how we find life. That's real life. Now, that, a life submitted to Jesus as Lord, qualifies us and empowers us to fulfill our purpose or 
to do our job. And you know what our job is? To represent the cross to the world. To carry means to take it with you everywhere you go. Yes? And I'm going to teach you a new word today. Ready? Say represent. The Bible says we're his ambassadors or representatives, okay? We're representatives of the gospel, the message of the cross, the kingdom, all that. You know what represent actually means? It means to re-present. In other words, to present it again. And to present it again. And to present it again. To present it to this one. To present it to that one. To present it to my neighbor. To present it to my friend. To present it to my mom. To present it to my enemy. To re-present the cross. But if I'm not carrying it, I represent nothing. Except myself. (laughs) Our job is to re-present the cross to the world and to the darkness. As we take up and carry the cross, a message that'll cost us our whole life, we represent the cross. We represent the cross to the world. We good? Almost done. I'm gonna say Christ, church, cross. Can I give you just a little bit more? Without a proper Christology, there is no church. If we don't know Christ as Lord of our life, without a proper knowledge, a proper understanding of who Jesus really is, there's no church. There may be a gathering of people. There may be songs. There may even be prayers. But there's no real church without Christ. That's why there's a lot of churches out there. Look at me. I don't want to be one of those. I want Christ to be who he really is in my life and in our midst. Because that's what makes the church the church. Without a proper Christology, there is no church church and the cross loses its meaning and power without Christ the cross means nothing at all except part of history without Christ I've said this before many were crucified in Jesus day but only one son of God Many were crucified, but only one Christ. The power of the message of the cross and the power that makes us the church is knowing Jesus the Christ and him being who he really is in our life. We have to truly know who Christ is so we can be born again and become called out become the church and only then can we properly carry and represent the cross to the world let me put it to you like this a couple more things Christ 
without the church and the cross amounts to private religion. That's all it really is. Look, I'm glad you, I'm, I'm glad you, maybe you understand who Jesus is. That's wonderful. That's glory to God. Hallelujah. But just Christ without being committed to the church and carrying the cross, all that is is private spirituality. It, it might be good spirituality, but that's all it is. All right? Christ and the church, but without the cross, amounts to powerless religion or useless religion. Why? Because it's a life in obedience and submission to Jesus as Lord, a life that's carrying the cross that is the power. We know that the message of the cross is the power of salvation. It's great to know Jesus as the Lord, as the, as the Christ. It's great to be part of the church, but listen, what makes the message of the gospel so powerful is the thing that changed your life. The cross of Jesus, his sacrifice, his life laid down in place of ours. And now we get the privilege of carrying that same message to the world, representing the cross. Oh, and some do this. Uh, let me say it again. Christ without the church and the cross it's just private spirituality. It's just religion. Christ and the church, but without the cross, amounts to religion that's powerless. Powerless to change the world. But the cross, just the cross, without a revelation of the Christ and a connection to the church, is just plain old suffering. And there are many that try to do that. They, uh, some just want to, I'm just carrying my cross, but they're not enjoying a, a revelation of Jesus as the Christ, as the Lord. They're not enjoying that wonderful connection, the relationship with the family, the church. And some are just living their life trying to perform for him. No good, no fun. And eventually you just give up. Because you can't. You can't carry the cross without constantly knowing Jesus as the Christ, as the Lord, and enjoying that relationship. You can't be powerful and effective without being connected to the family, to the church, and enjoying that relationship. But when we are connected to Christ through our revelation of Him, and we're connected as a family in the church through our, our, our relationship with one another, then we can together carry the cross and represent the cross to the world. And the world will know that we're his disciples by the way we love each other. It's only the combination of Christ, the church, and the cross that can withstand the gates of hell. 
If you want to be an overcomer, you got to have all three C's. And it's why so many Christians are not overcoming. Because they got one or two of the C's. But all three are an irresistible force. Invincible. A three-fold cord cannot easily be broken. Come on, say Christ. Church. Cross. I want to ask for the next three minutes, if we could avoid getting up and down, going in and out. This may be a very important day for somebody here. Do you know Jesus the Christ? Listen, the question isn't, do you believe in Jesus? The question is, do you, can you answer that question properly? Who do you say I am? The Christ, the Lord, my Lord. Do you know who he really is? Is he the Christ in your life? Has he saved you? Has he set you free from your sins? Has he made you a new creation, a new person? Has he given you a new life? you have great also are you committed to his church if that's this church another church what the church are you committed to the church are you carrying and representing the cross with your life the first one first and most important thing is your answer to the question who do you say i am is the most important question you will ever have to answer and listen listen well you will have to answer there's no way around this question every one of us is going to stand in eternity we're going to stand before the throne of God and every one of us will give an account of what we did with Jesus the Christ have you made Christ the Lord of your life? Have you repented of your sins? Have you decided to follow Jesus? Your answer to this question is everything. Surrender to him today as your Lord. If you do, he'll bring you into his family. (laughs) And he'll give you the grace to be a messenger of the cross. Right now, I want to ask everyone to just bow your head and close your eyes because this, although it becomes the most public thing about your life, it starts as a personal decision. Is there anyone in the house today that needs to make this decision? I'm just going to give a minute for this. If you need to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, not just believe in him, but make the decision to truly surrender your life to Jesus as your Lord, would you just pop your hand up and say, that's me. Just lift your hand right now and say, that's me, okay? Who else? Praise the Lord. Who else says, that's me? All right, anybody else? 
You want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You want to make the decision to leave your way behind and follow him instead. Anyone else? Okay, there's a few. Making this decision today. Right there where you're sitting. And everybody else, maybe you want to refresh your commitment to him. Maybe you want to renew your commitment. Or maybe you're not sure. Is anybody just not sure? You say, I think he's my Lord, I'm, I'm, but I'm not sure. You say, I want to make sure today. We just wave at me, say, that's me. Okay. If this is the first time you're making this decision or you're renewing your decision, or just simply you want to say it again, Jesus Christ as my Lord, I want to invite you. You can use your own words, but I want you to just pray a prayer to him right now. Jesus, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. You're the Lord. And today I turn away from my own way. I turn away from sin. I renounce this world. I don't want to go the world's way anymore. I want to go your way. And today I make that decision. I make that commitment. I want to follow you, Jesus. I believe you died for me on the cross pay the price for my sins. Jesus, I confess my sins to you and I receive your forgiveness. Jesus, I believe that on the third day you rose again and because you rose again, I am raised to new life. I am a new person. No longer am I going to live the old life. I'm going to live a new life following you, Jesus. I surrender all to you today, Jesus. I thank you that you bring me into your family, the church. And Jesus, I ask you for the power to be a messenger of this message of the cross. Help me carry the cross. Help me to live for you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.